Road. We're your hosts, Morgan, Ricky, and Alyssa. We're here to share the success stories of people who took the opportunity to join the trades and how these opportunities can be achieved by anyone looking for success. Our work may be seasonal, but our stories don't have to be. Become your own success story. Hey everybody, here we are with all of us and a special guest named Daniel, who is all the way in Idaho right now. We are doing a special episode in honor of Indigenous Peoples Day, which happens to be today. So we hope you enjoy listening a little bit more about Daniel and what he's got going on. He's also a fellow podcaster, so I think it'll be a great one. And we hope you guys enjoy this special episode. So Daniel, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me. I am uh, honored and, you know, excited to be here. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So my name is Daniel Spaulding. I am Nimit Poo. I'm Nespers from here in Idaho. I work for my tribe's radio station. I'm the radio coordinator. And I, as well, I produce my own program for the radio show or for the radio. And I am also a podcaster. I have a podcast with one of my old college buddies, uh, the Brown Sound Podcast. It's available on you know Apple and Spotify. And um, yeah, so uh, thanks for having me today. I'm definitely excited and honored to be here. I'm always, I'm always, I'm still in like that shock stage when people ask me to like speak on something or like invite <laughs> me a thing. I'm like, oh me, sure, you know. So, so I'm definitely excited and I appreciate uh, your time. Yeah, you, we appreciate your time as well. We're really excited to broaden our, our, you know, podcast to Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> so where is it in Idaho? Where's your reservation in Idaho? So the, the Nespers reservation is located in like the middle of Idaho. Uh, we're originally like we were part of Washington and Oregon but then our treaty you know how that goes was uh, our reservation was um, shrunk so we're in like we're like uh, I don't I don't know how to call it, like the middle of Idaho but like northern Idaho because like there's northern Idaho which is way different than the area that I live in and there's southern Idaho that's like way more diverse and like um, I guess more I don't know. There's just all Idaho is just a weird state. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> it's like a, it's a full of uh, full of crazy people. I always say Idaho is like Florida's first cousin. You know, there's a lot of crazy things that happen out here. But yeah, so we're located or I'm located in the middle of Idaho. It's near um, Lewiston. Lewiston used to be the capital of Idaho, but now it's Boise. But yeah, so I'm, I'm from Lapway. Um, the reservation is like uh, makes up of like I think like three major towns so there's like Lapway where there's like 90 I would say like 98 percent of the tribal members live in and then there's Kamiai where the radio station is and there's like it's like 50 50 there's like some natives here but mostly white you know non-natives and uh, there's Orfina which is in the middle but yeah so I'm, I'm from Lapway born and raised um, proud to be from Lapway it's always like it's a little, it's a little resy, you know, there's definitely some, uh, some crazy things that happen in my hometown, but I, you know, I wouldn't rather, you know, I'd rather be from there than anywhere else. So, 
Oh, I love it. Do you guys have um, like a casino? Yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have two casinos on our res. Uh, we have one in Kamiai and then we have a bigger one in Lap or it's not in Lapway, but it's like five, 10 minutes from Lapway. It's kind of more, um, near like the border of the reservation. So, uh, we have a lot of different events there, you know, concerts, um, MMA fights, comedy shows, you know, things that happen at native casinos, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. I always like to learn what's on different reservations yeah i don't know and we're, we're not a per cap tribe though i wish we were but we're not we we um, are uh we're rich in treaty rights but not rich in um per caps but that's okay <laughs> yeah so always well, we'll get we always get by yeah um do you and your family have any traditions or anything that you guys do to celebrate our culture um yeah yeah so like um my i so i grew up very like half and half so my mom's side of the family is very like religious like christian and then my dad's side is more traditional like kind of believe in our like longhouse and our, our nimipu spirituality so i grew up kind of in the middle of like not knowing where i where i stand because i definitely obviously my mom like would make us go to church every Sunday and do things like that. And um, so I, I grew up in the church, but then also when I became an adult, I kind of like, well, I don't know if I'm like super religious. Like I'm not, you know, I'm just kind of floating by. So um, yeah, we, we go out. My, my dad is very big on um, our culture. He's very big on like teaching us and reminding us who we are and where we come from. Um, in the summertime, a lot of times we go out like pick huckleberries. I don't know if you guys have huckleberries over there or not, but huckleberries, so. huckleberries are like a small little um, purple berry. They're really sweet. They're really good. It's good on like ice cream, good on pies, good, you know, people make huckleberries, everything on in this side of the country. But um yeah, so we like go out and pick like huckleberries or go and get like our traditional roots. We have one roots called cows cows. And um, I don't know what the English word is for it because it's like just I don't know, it's a root, it's like near water, and usually you have to go and dig it, and it, it's a lot of hard work. Um, you know, practice our treaty rights, fishing, hunting. I'm not much of a big hunter, um, more of a fisherman, you know, I like to fish and stuff like that, but um when it comes to hunting and providing, I'm not the not the best native <laughs> that way. <laughs> I'm like, Same. Uh, so, yeah. I'm like, but I can fish, though. I, I like to fish. I enjoy fishing. It's a lot of fun. So a lot of my memories growing up and a lot of family time is always something like fishing or camping or, you know, digging roots or things like that. So do you, do you guys have um, wild rice lakes? Uh, no. Okay. We, yeah, so we, I, I believe like the Coeur d'Alene people might have like wild rice or they have like something similar, but yeah, we don't have any, any wild rice over here or not in, not in the area that I live in. Do you guys eat wild rice? Is that a part of like? Uh, yeah, some people do. I mean, I have, fa so like my family too is very like culturally diverse. Like I have so many different um, cousins who are also like other part of other tribes and other, you know, um, ethnicities and things like that. So I know like a lot of my family who like come from Montana, they have wild rice in a lot of their food. 
but um but yeah uh we some people eat it here you know and my coworker, he actually um used to live over in minnesota and so he always has wild rice and all his and his um meals all the time he always says it's really good with salmon because that's one of our staples is like salmon and rice and like corn things like that so it is definitely a good meal that's i actually just had that a couple of days ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i did want to actually talk about your podcast uh how did you guys kind of get started on it and, and what do you primarily talk about so with Brown Sound, uh, my friend Javier and I, we've been friends for like 11 years now. And um, we've always talked about starting a podcast like before I think like podcasts became so popular. We're like, we should start a podcast and we just never did. But like over, like we started in January of this year and we just were like, let's just do it. You know, let's like, we keep talking about it. Let's just, you know, let's just finally do it. So we try to come up with a name and we couldn't figure out what we wanted to call it because he's, he's Mexican American and I'm Nesper. So we're like, we come from two different cultural backgrounds, but we wanted to incorporate our culture in like in our podcast. So we're like coming up with stuff. And then I can't remember how we even came up with the name Brown sound. I was like, Oh, Brown sound. Cause like we're Brown. We're you know, in our little saying is like two Brown best amigos, you know, talking about anything <laughs> and everything. But we try to, you know, talk about our experiences, especially like as being brown men, talk about like toxic masculinity within our cultures and even within our family. And we talk about our experience trying to navigate through like a professional world, you know, as being people of color, because sometimes there's a lot of, um, you know, imposter syndrome and things like that. So, yeah, we just try to talk about things that we feel need to be talked about but we try to do it in a way with humor too because humor obviously you know native culture humor is like you know top tier I feel like native humor is there's nothing that tops <laughs> native humor so um yeah we definitely try to talk from like a point where just from our own experiences and I try to say that in the podcast too like I can't speak for all natives I just speaking from my own like my personal experience and things like that but yeah so we we started and um it kind of just, I don't know, it kind of blew up here in Idaho. It's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, I've got kind of used to like being recognized a little bit with working for the radio station, but like with the podcast, it's more, it's like way more, I don't know, broad, I guess. So like we use Captivate FM to like host our podcast. And so when we look at all the like stats and stuff, we're, like international, you know, and I think we're like in over 64 different countries and we're wow. like in all, we're like in all of like Latin America pretty much except like I think Cuba and Haiti and um, yeah, there's like a few in Latin America that we're not downloaded in. So it's kind of weird, but cool at the same time because I'm like, I didn't think people would listen, you know, <laughs> and we right. don't and we don't we're not doing it for like fame or nothing. We're just doing it to share our experience to help people like learn because I feel like a lot of times. Um, especially with indigenous culture, uh, we don't we don't have those opportunities to speak about like our experiences, our perspective, and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's been pretty fun. It's pretty cool. We get we get a lot of weird messages too. Like it's kind of funny, but yeah, no, that's that's pretty much Brown Sound. You know, we just and we try to have guests who also come from our communities and similar backgrounds and experiences too. We've had. One of our friends is a therapist, and so he came on the um, 
the podcast and talked about like mental health and like tips on like how to deal with that, especially, you know, from our background. Cause I know for me personally, growing up mental health, like we didn't talk about it. You know, my dad is just like, tough it up, you know? So um, yeah. we just, we talked about things like that. Like it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to like, you know, be in your emotions and, and go through that, but just don't stay in it. Things like that. And, no, it's not. <laughs> i know i'm like it took me a lot to just even say that still i'm still <laughs> working with that but yeah no it's we just i don't know we just try to talk from our personal experiences and hope it sits with people you know where they can learn something or if they you know a lot of times and i think like a lot of our listeners from the messages that we get a lot of them are like non-native or non-latino so it's kind of cool that we have, we reach like, I guess, like the white audience, because that's not who we, I guess, br- can relate with. But because um, sometimes some of the topics are a little, they're a little tough, you know, a lot of times they can be uncomfortable, but I think to grow and to heal from stuff, you have to talk about it. So that's, that's I agree. More. Cool. I love yeah, it. just it's talking about it brings more awareness to the subject mm-hmm. and realizing oh other people feel this way i'm not the only one so that's that's awesome yeah thank you it's it's been a lot of fun um we always joke around like one of these days someone's gonna pick us up and start paying us for it so we don't have to work anymore (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm like i don't want to work every day can we just get paid for doing this no but yeah it's, it's been it's been pretty cool and it's also fun to like hear different stories just with my friend. I mean, I've known him for 11 years, but there's also stories where we shared on the podcast. It was like our first time talking about that. So it's like, oh, wow. Like I didn't even know that about you or, you know, didn't know that about me. So it's, it's been, it's been pretty cool. I think it's definitely made uh, our friendship like stronger. Oh, so is your primary um, job then the radio station? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm okay. the, so I'm the radio coordinator for, um, the tribe station K-A-Y-E. Did you go to school for that? Um, no, actually I didn't. I, um, yeah, it just happened to fall in my lap. I didn't even know we had a tribal station. My, uh, the lady who used to be the department manager, she was one of my mom's good friends. And she was like, Hey, I think Daniel would be really good for this, you know, position. He's kind of out. I mean, people who've known me my life, I've always been a very social person. I like to like talk and you know meet new people so she was like I think you'd be good for this and I'm like I didn't even know we had a travel station because it wasn't popular like the people that worked here were uh older and so they didn't really um I don't know I guess the music didn't cater to like the younger generation and so when she asked if I would apply and then I applied and I got it and I just pretty much like I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, I try not to brag about it. Cause it's like, you know, we're humble people as native people. You try to stay humble, but like the station, like it did, it, it's, it's never been where it's at, you know, after I started. It's like, so it's like my little, my little baby. I don't have kids. So I'm like, my job is my baby, I guess. But um, yeah, I put a lot of, a lot of hard work into it and, and I even got to like, even just starting out, like with my job here, it was like, I just started out with doing live music shows. So I would do like a live uh, music show during my lunch break. Cause I have other duties that go on behind the scenes here. So during my lunch break, I would go live and I'd play like current music to like throwbacks, just depends. And then um, after my fifth year here, cause I've been here for six years now. And after my fifth year last year, I was like, I'm ready to 
um, grow. You know, I, I'm always big on like self-improvement and growth. So I was like, I'm ready for something more where people take me more serious, I guess. And so I started um, like a talk show uh, format for the radio. And that also kind of blew up. Like I got to interview Deb Holland and um, Devery Jacobs with Reservation Dogs and wow. uh, Janice Schmeeding with Rutherford Falls. So it was, so it's been kind of cool to like dip into that part of the radio world. But um, yeah, so it's, it's been quite the journey and, just excited to, I guess, see where it keeps taking me. I don't, I don't know. Heck yeah. Do you, so do you think this is where you'll be forever within the radio podcast world? Um, yeah, but not like here. Like I, I definitely, you know, got my experience and my start out here, but I'm, I am um, always, you know, looking at other opportunities that could advance, you know, my career, but for now, this is, this is home. I mean, I love, I mean, I love where I'm from, you know, I, I think it took for me to like get away to like appreciate home. So I'm like, you know, I don't mind it here, but um, I'm definitely, I feel like I need to be like an urban Indian for a little bit, you know, (laughs) I like the city, you know, so I'm a lot of times, I mean, the closest city we have to us is like four hours away. So it's like, you know, it's kind of a drive. So uh, I live in a very country, like redneck, um, very proud American flags and Trump signs and everything, you know, so it's kind of, um, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of awkward sometimes because there's like, majority of people are non-native and then there's like a handful of us here. And so I'm sure you guys can relate to like living like near a border town, you know, how the businesses and the people can always be a little um a little rugged so <laughs> so it, prejudice sorry morgan yeah is indigenous people's day like celebrated in your town then um yeah so surprisingly idaho declared indigenous people's day a few years ago but the first oh. town the so the whole state does recognize it but the first town to do that was moscow idaho and moscow is where the university of idaho is so it's like a very college town very um like liberal open-minded you know very diverse town in in idaho and so moscow acknowledged indigenous people day i believe in like 2019 or so or 2018 so they they did it a while ago but then um idaho did it right like right before the pandemic i think it was like 2019 or 2020 when they when they started acknowledging it so that's that's a cool thing um there's like there's like five tribes that make up in Idaho. So it's, you know, it was, it fits, but. Do you have any plans for Indigenous Peoples Day? Yeah, actually, I'll be speaking at the University of Idaho. Um, I am the keynote speaker. So I'll be speaking on like Indigenous representation in media and in my experience in radio and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool because U of I is like where, like my start kind of happened. Like I used to be on their college radio station while I was going to school there. So it's kind of like a cool, I don't know, full circle moment for me. I was, I was definitely excited that they reached out and asked. Um, Last year was my first time because I'm new to the speaking world. You know, I, I, I'm like, I'm very res. So like, I have like, you know, the res, the res lingo and stuff. So I tried to like, um, 
you know, I don't know. It's I try not to like change that because that's like who I am. But uh, last year was my first year. I got to speak at a college um, in Southern Idaho, College of Western Idaho. I was a keynote down there for indig- for their Native American Heritage Month. And so that was like the first of kind of getting on this speaker, I don't know, role. And so since then, I've been getting little, you know, little gigs here and there. And it's been kind of cool. So with the University of Idaho asking, I was definitely excited and honored just because it's like a really big school. And it's like it's like the top school in Idaho too. So it's like, I was like, yes. So yeah. And then just, you know, being, you know, being able to go to school there too. So I was excited. Do you know how many people you'll be speaking in front of? Um, I'm not sure. I don't even know um, the size of like the, the venue or anything there. They, they got some new buildings and haven't been up there in a long time. So um, I'm excited though, to, to see, they sent out the official press release today and so it's like live on their website. They send it out to the, all the local media outlets. So hopefully that's going to good turnout. But um, if not, it's still fine. I mean, big crowds still kind of scare me sometimes. So I was going to say, are you nervous? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I always feel nervous when I'm like trying to prepare. But once I get there, I don't know what it is. Something just kind of takes over and then I'm fine. I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know. I think radio and podcasting is perfect for me because I don't have to be in front of anybody. But then when I when I get asked to do these things, I feel like I can't say no either. Like it's like got to represent my community, got to represent my family. And it's you know, it's so it's and it's just an opportunity where people get to learn about like my tribe in the area, because a lot of times people here don't even know that we're here and they don't even know that they're on the reservation or anything. So it's kind of. um, Yeah. Yes, it's kind of like an important thing for me to do. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully it's. A good event. You'll do great. You have a great personality and you're great at talking. So thanks. I appreciate that. (laughs) Do you do you know what you'll be talking about? Like, do you have a topic that you wanna like focus on? Yeah, they so when I um, met with the Native Center, they wanted me to speak on just like my experience with being um because we're like the only tribal station in in idaho too so uh, very very unique um our tribal station is nest purse owned and operated so me and my coworkers were all part of the tribe so we you know we really um highlight a lot of the good things that happen in our communities because a lot of times the media especially in our area doesn't always portray natives in a good light they always it's always something like, oh, there's a big drug bust on the res, or it's always this person was drinking and driving, or this person got stabbed, or whatever, you know. So they always put us in a way where it's like, like we're so dangerous, or we're these criminals. And so for me to be able to be at the radio station and control, you know, a uh, whole airwaves, uh, I definitely use my platform to try to uplift our community and just share this things, the good things that are happening. You know, we're not just drug dealers and alcoholics and gang members or whatever. We have people, we have a lot of athletes that come out of Lapway. Um, a lot of D one athletes too. We have a lot of, I mean, there's so much more to, you know, I feel like our communities than just what the media portrays us to be. So uh, they asked if I'd speak on like our representation in the media, especially in our area and things like that. So um I'm definitely excited, but kind of nervous too, because it's still Idaho. Like 
Moscow's very open-minded, but it's still it's still Idaho. So there's a lot of um crazies up there too. So hopefully it's gonna be, yeah, I don't have to run into no no drama or anything, but we'll see. I have my family there, so I'm pretty sure I'll be I'll be good. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's an issue over here too, is um Native Americans being portrayed very negatively in like news outlets and media mm-hmm. and um recently one of the local tribes in minnesota just got a bunch of their land back in from wisconsin and i didn't hear any coverage on it i didn't read it in any newspaper i didn't see it on facebook or actually heard Mm -hmm. about it through um one of my friends actually and i feel like it's nice to like res dogs is becoming popular Mm -hmm. And I just seen the other day, um, Native American artists were on the red carpet, like their artwork and stuff. And I thought that was so cool. Like, it's nice to see us being, what's the word? Recognized. Recognized. Yes. But we're still portrayed in that bad light. Yeah. And I think too, that's like important because like growing up, I mean, I'm sure you guys can relate that we didn't see that, you know, we didn't see ourselves in like mainstream media or in, you know, on TV or anything. So that's, to me, it's really cool to see as an adult. And then knowing that like the little res kids or indigenous kids, wherever they're at, <laughs> get to grow up seeing themselves in something where it's not just Pocahontas or, you know, something that's not always in a truthful way. So um yeah I've I've always been big on trying to like I mean I don't call myself an activist but I've always been very like big on like equal rights and things like that even before like social media kind of you know I've always I mean I come from like one of my grandmas she's like she used to be like a really um like big activist back in the day like she you know, march with our tribe when the feds try to come and take our fishing rights away. Like there's a picture of my grandma, like being walked with FBI agents when they had their guns. And so my grandma, you know, she's inspired me like her, her strength and her activism for stand up for like my tribe. That's something that she's always instilled in us too, to like stand up, you know, you have a voice, use it. And so, and I'm sure you can really, you know, native grandmas, they're very uh, opinionated and very, you know, they definitely have a voice. So um, yeah. So my grandma and her sister, they, they used to, they even went on, there was like a, a walk once from like somewhere in Oregon and her and her sister went in like protests and they like did some long walk from Oregon to, I can't remember what town it was, but yeah. So they're, it's kind of a big thing around here, you know, it's just protesting and stuff, you know, I feel like natives love a good protest. Um, we've even had like the parts, I think it was like the megalodes, but I think it was going towards Canada. We've had protests even on our own reservation, like people were blocking the road. So these things couldn't go because they're going towards like oil fields and stuff like that. So like but they were going through the res and they were like ruining the, like the surrounding. Cause our roads, I mean, I don't know the where area that I live in is also very kind of mountain ish. So like the roads are kind of narrow. And so when they brought these big megalodes in, they were like scraping the, like the trees and like knocking stuff over. So a lot of our people here even protested for that. Like they're ruining the land that's, you know, obviously that we take care of and care about. So 
um yeah that's it's kind of crazy it's kind of weird to think like my little town you know we're not very big but we have definitely like a huge uh i don't know huge spirit i guess to protest and and act you know be activists and things like that very cool story about your grandma very cool so do you incorporate some of that into your podcast as well yeah yeah we i sometimes we do i know a lot of the times because my friend he works in higher education so sometimes we have to be a little bit careful with um what we say just because some of his like coworkers and stuff found out that he has a podcast and so they listen. Oh. And and so yeah, so like a lot of his his coworkers, you know, are kind of big wig like in, in higher ed and stuff or or mine I'm like, man, my my coworkers they agree with me, you know. <laughs> they're they're cool, but so I know sometimes we have to kind of be a little bit careful, but um I definitely don't like filter myself or what I believe in just to kind of cater to that though, but uh, I mean, I'm not on there being crazy and, you know, like being super disrespectful or anything. I always try to, you know, still be respectful, but in a way, just letting people know, like a lot of times, um, I mean, even some of the feedback we got, some of them were like my old high school teachers and they didn't even know, like, they didn't understand the things that we went through. Like, you know, like one, like a lot of times here, especially in our area, um, I mean, I know missing and murdered indigenous women, that's a huge thing in a lot of our communities, but in mine, um, men end up, there's a lot of police brutality in our communities with just the men, the tribal men. And we've had a lot of police kill a lot of tribal members here. So um, we talk, I kind of touch a little bit on that sometimes, but not to be like anti-cops or anything, or, you know, I'm trying to like, I mean, I get it. They're, you know, they're working hard and stuff like that, but there's a lot of, you know, there's, I understand that there's good cops and bad cops, but from my experience growing up where I live, we had a lot of um, like Nez Perce men who were killed by cops. And so um, those subjects always get a little touchy because some of the teachers that I've had didn't realize that. And, you know, they don't understand that like our biggest weapon here is the color of our skin, you know? So Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we try to talk about things like just, I don't know, I guess we just try to bring awareness to topics that like, I guess, non-natives wouldn't really understand or non-Latino or non, you know, I mean, I'm like, I'm just, can I say white people? I don't know. Like, I never know to say like, I mean, I don't know. I, I saw this thing on Twitter where like, you know, white people were getting offended being called white, but I'm like, I mean, what, what do you want us to call you? I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, european americans i don't know but sometimes i I just like saying you know you've been calling us indians for for hundreds of years seriously i'm like the people the people who you know start calling us all these things they don't want to be called what they what they are now so i don't know i most times i'll just say soyapo because that that means like white person in my language i was like oh yeah soyapo or something because they usually don't know what that means but (laughs) Well, very cool. Um, besides your event coming up on Indigenous Peoples Days, do you have anything else coming up that you want to talk about? Or um, that's kind of I think that's pretty much it. You know, uh, I have that coming up, and 
Um, I haven't heard anything. I know the college last year that I spoke at for the Native American Heritage Month, they were wanting to do another event in partnership, but that's not till November. And I haven't heard anything if they're moving forward with that or not. But um, yeah, I just have the thing on Monday. Um, other than that, you know, I, I, I try to not be a busy person. Like, I really don't like to be busy. Like, I'm a go with the flow. Like, I don't, you know, I try to, I mean, I'll schedule things out for work and stuff, but I'm just a very, you know, when I'm, when I'm busy, it like stresses me out and I try not to stress out over things that, you know, like, but right. yeah, so that's pretty much it that I have planned for now. Um, I'm just excited that the weather's kind of changing. It got, it was, we had a super hot summer. We had like three months of high hundred degree weather. Like I was like, okay, I'm, and I normally like the summer. I'm, I was born in June. So I'm like a summer baby, but I was like, dang, this summer was too much. You know, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for, well, not winter, but I'm ready for fall. I'm definitely ready for the season change and things like that. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see where what happens coming up. I'm always open to, you know, sharing my experience and stuff, but um, I feel like I'm not one of those people who goes out and looks for it. You know, like I'm not trying to be like a speaker at every event. Cause I, you know, I get nervous too. So I'm like, right. uh, but yeah. Well, very cool. Well, again, we appreciate you coming on and sharing a little bit about yourself and what you got going on in your podcast. We'll drop next week sometime. And we'd love to share that on our page as well. So everybody yeah. check it out and hear yeah. more. Yeah. So if anyone is ever interested in hearing any of like the interviews from the radio show, you can just go to our uh, radio website. It's just KIYE.org. There's a tab called the conversation. That's what I call my program. And then all my um, interviews are on there. If they want to listen to Brown sound, uh, that's all we're available. Apple and Spotify. Um brown sound and like the conversation with work it's like two completely different daniels too so it's kind of cool like with work i have to be obviously more professional and Mm -hmm. um more um i guess mutual like i can't side onto one thing or other where brown sound you get to hear a lot more about my personal life my upbringing um a lot of my shady jokes you know we we always (laughs) do like a shady question segment at the end of our podcast so we always ask like three shady questions because I mean, just a little fun, you know, just to poke a little fun and make people laugh. So uh, Brown Sound's definitely, I feel like Brown Sound is like, I don't know if I get in trouble for saying this, but it's more my favorite, I think, than like the radio <laughs> stuff. Because I could be more myself on, on the yeah. podcast yeah. and it's more, you know, yeah. opening up and being more vulnerable. And that's something that um, I'm usually not a very vulnerable person. I have always have a guard up, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know, but but the podcast, it's also helping me too. So I uh, enjoy it a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, we thank you so much, Daniel. Um, Do you guys have any other questions? Um, Do you guys have any social media like Facebook or TikTok or Instagram? Yeah, we um, are always dancing on TikTok. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. No, no, we don't. I, I don't dance on TikTok, but no, uh, we do have an Instagram page. So if people want to follow the Brown Sound podcast, we're just on Instagram at the Brown Sound podcast. We usually share a lot of our um, 
episodes and our special guests and you know different little shout outs and and we try to also bring like awareness to to topics in um our communities and share a lot of community events on our instagram page so yeah if you just want to look up brown sound podcast you can find us on instagram and um yeah sweet cool Very cool All well right, again yeah, thank you so much yeah. for coming down um do you have any questions for us um yeah i guess my question is what what inspired you guys to start your podcast so a friend of mine who owns a construction company was having trouble finding native employees because he's native and owned and operated and he wants to hire native americans and help change their lives and Mm because poverty is a huge thing here Mm. um and he was just having trouble with the outreach and he was like, how do I get more people aware to know that, you know, you can make 30, $40 an hour being in like the construction industry, trade work. And I kind of just like threw out the idea. I was like, well, what about a podcast or something? Cause everybody listens to podcasts nowadays. Mm-hmm. And from there we kind of, he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. So we kind of set it up and, um, me and Alyssa are together. So she kind of wanted to help out with us. And Morgan's a really good friend of the family. So we all just kind of grouped up and formed a podcast. Nice. I think it's really, really cool and important too, especially, you know, uplifting and amplifying indigenous voices and providing opportunities for our people. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things that I think a lot of our communities can relate with, you know, we kind of don't do it for ourselves, but we always do it for our community. So I think uh, that's pretty cool what you guys are doing and um, no kudos to you all. Well, thank you. Thank you. I do have one last question. What do you love most about being indigenous? Mm, that's a, that's a good <laughs> question. Uh, I'm like everything. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, the one thing I love the most is just family, family oriented. You know, I'm very big. I come from a big family on both mom and dad's side. Um, I grew up uh, kind of got the old school parents, you know, like the aunties and the moms and the grandmas. They, you know, do everything. They're like the backbone that really um, keeps my family going. And um, you know, I come from a lot of strong Native women, so I always got to give my shout out and my appreciation to the native women in my life who you know made me who I am today I mean obviously my dad's you know I've had an awesome dad too but like uh my mom and my aunts and my sisters and all of them they're just uh they're the strength you know to my family so I I think the one thing I love the most about being indigenous is just family and um the the culture I mean I feel like the the humor you know um the food uh uh, everything i mean i think that you know my culture inspires me to do what i do in radio and in you know the podcast world and it's um a huge part of just who i am so i would just have to say yeah everything i guess (laughs) i love i i i'm gonna answer maybe we should all yeah that's a good question so everyone gets a good perspective 
family is also an important part, but after you said that, I think mine would be like how our culture, for some reason, the native culture, when like people want to like get together, like they just know how to come together and like mm -hmm. celebrate no matter what, put differences aside, like something about the native culture that we can just come together when we need to and like celebrate or support someone. Or I just feel like, like my reservation on Fond du Lac, I feel like in our area, we've had a very like tragic couple years here with incidents and deaths or whatever um but like it's just crazy to watch the whole community just come together and make a difference I think that that's very cool and I don't see that in other you know communities. Right. I would say one thing I love most about being indigenous is I mean, also the family, I have a huge family and we're all connected, even though like sometimes we won't talk to each other for a couple of weeks or something, but like when we do talk, it's like, we never missed a day. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I also like the feeling of just being rooted. Like, I don't, I always feel connected. Like my, for me, I consider my home to be um, South Dakota cause I'm Lakota. And I don't, every time I go there, it just feels like I'm home. I would have to say definitely like family, the food, the culture, but like. Oh, the food. <laughs> but like being resilient. I think we have a lot of resilience and our pride of being indigenous people and because we've been through so much, but yet we're still here and we want to be heard. And Can I change my answer to that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dang. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I take that back and everything you said. Same. <laughs> well, awesome. Right. I think it was a great episode for Indigenous People Day, ending it with what we love about being Indigenous. So kudos to us. Yes, Katsuyo for having me. Definitely appreciate it. And um, yeah, you know, shout out to you all and keep doing the good work. I think it's very important that, um, you know, we, we our community supports one another. You know, that's another thing. I think there's a lot of times our community sometimes can have, you know, the crabs in the bucket mindset, but I think it's best that, you know, uplifting each other and, and uniting and, and you know standing with one another is a lot better than tearing others down so kudos yeah. to you all and keep up the great work thanks you too all right guys well we'll see you on our next episode until then this is middle of the res road bye see ya. Bye.